Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Best Comics Ever. I'm your host, Dave Busing, the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. And today I'll be talking about the one-year anniversary of Marvel Fresh Start. This is the lineup, the line-wide era of Marvel Comics that began in May 2018. If you want to be very precise, Avengers number one came out May 2nd, 2018. So it's been approximately one year and it's time to consider the success or failures of the era, as well as the biggest developments during this time. If you're not familiar with where comics are at, specifically where Marvel comics are at throughout 2018 and 2019, there may be some light spoilery material as far as where certain characters like Spider-Man, the Avengers, and Thor are at. If you really, really want to avoid those types of things, I recommend heading on over to comicbookherald.com, checking out the Marvel reading order, and diving in for the modern era, circa 1998, and the guide section that I have there called Marvel Knights to Avengers Disassembled. For everyone else, though, let's get into Marvel Fresh Start. I think for some context, going into Fresh Start, Marvel was definitely struggling with a scattershot lack of cohesion that resulted in three separate eras within the span of three years, essentially. So the way that Marvel Comics has been segmented for most fans really over the past um, now four years, is in 2015, there was a major event called Secret Wars, and it's the 2015 Secret Wars because there was an event by the same name in 84-85, and that event is basically a a line-in-the-sand segmentation where everything before that is of a piece and everything after is sort of Marvel's attempt to find their footing again. So despite the fact that there have been good comics, during the 2015 to 2017 eras of all new, all different Marvel, Marvel Now 2.0, and Marvel Legacy, um, and Marvel still remained at the top of the market share charts in terms of direct market comic sales. The broader perception, which I think is is largely accurate, is that the publisher was consistently rudderless. Uh, the general malaise led to the ousting of Axel Alonso as editor in chief. Marvel hired an in-house um, their previous uh, C.B. Sibalski been a talent scout and editor or writer and comes with his own baffling transgressions uh, throughout his career, which I will not be getting into in full detail at this time. But basically, it's it's some comically on the nose naming, but Marvel was in fact in need of a fresh start. It, it was, <laughs> you know, a generally good idea at the time. Big picture, Fresh Start picks up on a handful of shared universe storylines, most notably 2017's Secret Empire, a majorly controversial event that found Captain America as an apparent sort of agent of Hydra. And um, oddly, the Marvel Legacy number one one-shot, which was written by now Avengers, Thor, and War of the Realms writer Jason Aaron, uh, that Legacy one-shot actually gives you a lot of fresh start information and storylines that have been picked up since then. So as this suggests, these connections mean that Fresh Start is not a full reboot of the Marvel Universe. These stories are still very much in the modern continuation of a continuity that I think is most easily traced back again to about 1998 and the rise of Marvel Knights. Um, but that said, even the 98 sort of Marvel Knights uh, turning of the page for Marvel Comics, even that is tied to the continuity that goes all the way back to 1961 Fantastic Four number one. Do you have to read every single comic? Well, if you're part of the My Marvelous Year Club, which 
I am uh, another podcast I do, then I highly recommend you you check that out. But no, you don't for modern continuity's sake. And honestly, that's a whole different discussion. So let's keep going into Marvel Fresh Start. What was the strategy as as Marvel came into 2018? What were the core tenets? I think there are two very definable themes that run throughout Marvel Fresh Start strategy. The first is that there were going to be, and there have been, new creative teams and voices behind most major series. So there have been some longer-running writers and artists, uh, teams or series that continued on through into Marvel Fresh Start. Um, for example, Jason Aaron stays on Thor as the writer. Donnie Easy Coates stays on as the writer on Black Panther. Um, in some cases, like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, stayed on with Ryan North as writer and Erica Henderson for a bit before Derek Charm took over. And that series hasn't even changed its its numbering, which leads into the other thing, which is most series relaunched with uh, new number ones and fresh teams of creators. So a vast majority of well-known Marvel properties relaunched with new number ones. Uh, just to give you a sampling, you had an Avengers number one, Amazing Spider-Man number one, Black Panther number one, Captain America number one, Immortal Hulk number one, Captain Marvel number one, Doctor Strange number one, Iron Man number one, Thor number one, Venom number one, the list goes on. And of course, in each of those instances, you have new creative teams. Uh, some of the real standout ones, I would say, would be Al Ewing and Joe Bennett on Immortal Hulk, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman on Venom, uh, Kelly Thompson et al. on Captain Marvel, Nick Spencer and former Invincible virtuoso Ryan Otley. So it's new creators. It's kind of giving the, it, it, the new number one is a trick, I guess. I don't even know if it's a trick at this point that Marvel has... I think most would say abused this decade um, of giving the appearance of a quote-unquote fresh start, but it's something that they were doing in in vast numbers here. And the one thing that I do like that Marvel's doing here, which is kind of besides the point, but they give a series a new number one, but they also include the legacy numbering on the title. And if you are a, uh, you know, sort of a continuity-focused individual like myself, it helps to know that, yes, this is Avengers number seven of the current run, but it's also Avengers number 714 or whatever the number might be. Um, it's actually probably like 600-something because I don't know that they'd hit 700, uh, but besides the point. The other central theme that Marvel Fresh Start really focused on, back to basics. Uh, the notion of Marvel going back to the roots is very much at the core of Fresh Start. Given that this was also the promised foundation of the very short-lived Marvel legacy, it would be easy to question whether this was just sort of a Marvel talking point. Um, are they just saying this to appease the fans who were sort of turned off and confused by the the rate of change that was happening across the Marvel Universe in the post-Secret Wars landscape. Um, in the case of Fresh Start, honestly, that doesn't seem to be the case. They actually seem pretty committed to this back-to-basics idea. Uh, some examples, Avengers number one focuses on bringing the big three, uh, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, and Thor, you know, the founding Avengers, getting the band back together after a stretch that found uh, Captain America working for Hydra, Tony in a coma, and Thor uh, unworthy. So, they were going through some tough times. I've said, and I will say here again, I would have really liked the all-new, all-different Marvel era more if if those big three players, instead of just being brought low, were almost brought off the board. 
I think Marvel tried to kind of have their cake and eat it too as far as uh, developing legacy substitutes for those heroes while simultaneously keeping those heroes around. Um, it worked better in some instances than others, a la Jane Foster's Thor in The Mighty Thor. But regardless, they're all back. They're all generally back to their power sets and their their standing that we kind of know or you know, probably more importantly for the publisher that MCU fans might be aware of. Likewise, the first arc of Amazing Spider-Man is literally called Back to Basics, with Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley returning Peter Parker to his down-on-his-luck average Joe-sized problems, uh, as opposed to what Peter was coming out of, which was a captain of industry <laughs> running Parker Industries. So he was like in a sort of a, a Tony Stark-esque role. And that has come crashing down around him. He now can barely maintain a job at the Bugle. Uh, but Peter is perhaps considering getting back with Mary Jane. So that would be the back to basics ideas. A handful of series relaunches very much play into this idea as well, with Marvel relaunching Fantastic Four and Uncanny X-Men with new number one issues after both series ran into that Secret Wars size wall in 2015. Uh, I will say here the addition of both series back to the Marvel landscape does help to create a stronger sense of a whole shared universe. I tend to think that Marvel is just more whole when Fantastic Four is present and uh, when you have Uncanny X-Men as your flagship X-Men title. I think importantly the Back to Basics approach is generally not just replaying Marvel's greatest hits or uh, even just, you know, fan service to maybe the old timers who have a certain expectation of what a Marvel comic should look like. I think it's very important that Marvel continue to push forward with some of the ideas and developments and new characters that came out of the all new, all different Marvel era. Uh, you know, I've long said we have decades and decades of this shared universe history. I don't want to see the same sorts of Iron Man stories retold. I don't want to see the same sort of Spider-Man stories retold uh, in the 616 universe, but we are seeing creators still finding ways to add to this tapestry and develop their own voices. I would point to, for example, Jason Aaron's Avengers. We have Black Panther as the team leader, despite the inclusion of the big three. We have Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider as the team's Kitty Pride, and the agents of Wakanda enter the picture uh, into the run as these sort of amazing supporting cast left field wild cards. As far as the events of Fresh Start go, uh, lest you think that you know a Fresh Start would mean fewer events for Marvel Comics, this has not been. <laughs> this has not been true. The publisher is still very committed to the event-centric model of superhero comics for for good and for ill. I would say the events that Marvel Fresh Art has had since launch, there have been approximately, by my count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight events. Uh, one of them I really like. It's ongoing and not done yet, so that could change. And then there's a handful of ones that are fine, and then there are some that are objectively very, very bad. Um, I won't read through all of them in this particular instance. If, again, if you go to comicbookherald.com and you check out the Marvel reading order, you can see guides for all of the events. Just to call out a few, there's Infinity Countdown and Infinity Wars, which was a cosmic... Uh, event that really spiraled out of Jerry Dugan, the writer's run on Guardians of the Galaxy, and obviously was clearly 
an attempt to to cash in on Avengers Infinity War also coming out in 2018. There was The Hunt for Wolverine and The Return of Wolverine. There was Extermination, which was a fine but pretty um, important X-Men event. There was Spider-Geddon, which was really just a sequel to 2014 Spider-Verse. And then right now, ongoing as I record this, and as we are you know, right at that one-year birthday stage of Fresh Start, there's Age of X-Men, which is a X-Men alternate reality story, and there's War of the Realms, which is the one that I'm most into. It's the culmination of Jason Aaron's now seven-year run on Thor comics. I've done a video and a podcast and all sorts of content on Comic Book Herald about the road to the War of the Realms and what comics you should be reading. Um, This one promises to really operate as the event kicking off Fresh Start Year 2. So it's both an event of the Fresh Start era and the one that will most dictate, I think, uh, what fresh start year two is going to look like, but it's definitely the one I'm most excited about. So I would say I'm about to get into the, you know, is it working? If is fresh start good question, as far as events are concerned, it's a bit dicey. And I think honestly, again, the best event has only been running for a month and, you know, has a bit of road to go before we could actually say it's been good. That said, for my money, Fresh Start is more consistent than the 2015 to 2017 eras that preceded it. And honestly, that War of the Realms and Jason Aaron's work in particular across Thor and Avengers, it provides a clearer universe-wide through line, which I think was one of the biggest items that was missing um, in that preceding three-year sort of haze that Marvel found themselves in. I do think if you're just looking at the top of what are the must-reads from this era. You know, if you're looking at the best of the best, I think you could even pull from an all-new, all-different Marvel in, you know, that that 2016 range and find just as many, if not more, high-end great reads. Like, if you look at all-new, all-different Marvel, my favorite reads from that year, 2016, Ultimates, Vision, Mighty Thor, All-New Wolverine, Mockingbird, and the start of Ta-Nehisi Coates on Black Panther. These are all great, great comics, in my opinion, and books that I would highly recommend to any Marvel fan. If you're looking at Fresh Start, I would say I've got about five, and it's kind of a reach to get there, that I would consider must-reads. Those would be Immortal Hulk, which is off the charts good, Venom, which is not so I'm not a huge Venom guy, but it's it's up there. Runaways uh, by Rainbow Rowell and Chris Anka is excellent. I would say The Coats Suite, which I'm counting as Ta-Nehisi Coates, is continuing to write Black Panther in this kind of wild and and totally sort of left field zig uh, move where, where Black Panther's in space. Um, but he's also writing Captain America and really dealing with the fallout of Secret Empire in a way that I didn't expect, which has been fascinating. Uh, And then my number five, which again is kind of a reach, is Thor and War of the Realms, but only taken as a piece of the entire Jason Aaron run. I think this particular segment of Thor with Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo at the helm is actually probably the weakest the run has been since 2012 when he started he being Aaron with Isad Rivich on Thor God of Thunder. Um, That said, as part of the whole and including the build to and the event War of the Realms, it's, it's a must read in my book. So Again, they're comparable slates at the very high end. The difference here is that Marvel's core titles are much healthier than than during the same comparison period. So the Avengers, Spider-Man, X-Men, they're all consistently in an enjoyable spot or at least an interesting spot now, whereas during All New, All Different, 
those titles were weak. They were in a rough, rough place. And I think when when these titles are healthy, it allows some of the lower tier properties, um, things like Venom, Runaways, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, these things can shine a little more easily. I think another thing Fresh Start has done very well uh, is they've been very smart about doing five-issue miniseries that allow creators to tell a full story without pretense about length. Uh, rising star writer Donny Cates, who's the writer on Venom and the newly relaunched Guardians of the Galaxy, he's taken particular advantage of this format, um, and he's contributed five-issue minis like Cosmic Ghost Rider, which is shockingly good, uh, spinning out of the pages of Thanos Wins, a story he wrote, which you know, could almost be considered a six-issue mini, even though it's Thanos issues 13 to 18. Uh, Death of the Inhumans is a five-issue mini, and there's the kind of curated thing that he contributed to of the Marvel Knights 20th anniversary. So, I don't think it's yet at what I would consider the the best era of the decade, Marvel Now, started in 2012. I don't think it's there in terms of quality, but Fresh Start does feel like the most consistently solid lineup of comics Marvel has published since 2015, and uh, that is a good thing. You know, that is there's some credit to be given there. As far as where we're headed in year two, uh, here's what we know is on the horizon. And uh, I'll share a little bit about how excited I am or, or not excited for them. We know that War of the Realms will be running through the summer. As I've already said, I am very excited to see how this ends. And I'm also excited to see how it builds to number two upcoming, a Valkyrie ongoing series written by Jason Aaron and L. Ewing. Uh, Ewing's probably my favorite Marvel writer since, since Jonathan Hickman finished his Secret Wars run. More on him in a second. Um, and him teaming with Aaron, who's done fantastic work on Thor, on a Valkyrie series, has me very excited as well. Speaking of writer Jonathan Hickman, he's coming back to the Marvel Universe. He's going to be taking on the X-Men. We know there are going to be two six-issue miniseries, Powers of X and, no, no, House of X and Powers of Ten, even though it is the Roman numeral X, V confusing. Um, but Hickman is my favorite Marvel writer of maybe ever. And him coming back to do X-Men is the most excited I could possibly be about anything in the Marvel Universe and bodes very, very well for Marvel Year 2. Fresh Start Year 2. Speaking of Fresh Start Year 2 being exciting, there's an absolute carnage event coming by the Venom team of Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Again, I'm not a huge Venom guy. I'm not a huge Carnage guy. I like the way they look, but I don't necessarily love reading their comics as standalones. That said, Cates and Stegman have proved they know how to make this more interesting than the average Venom or Carnage story, and I'm pretty pumped to see Absolute Carnage come uh, in the remainder of 2019. The one that I'm probably the most down on is this Acts of Evil mini-event that has been teased. It sounds like it's going to run through a bunch of series annuals and play as, I think, a 30th anniversary for 1989's Acts of Vengeance, which is actually a very fun Marvel crossover where... Basically, the idea here is the villains get together and they all discuss, um, you know, they team up and they band together and decide to take on heroes that like aren't in their normal arsenal of the heroes they fight. So you get, for example, like Ultron takes on Daredevil and um, that's a lot of fun. And Doctor Doom takes on the Punisher. I think, and that's a really cool issue. And the Fantastic Four fight like a gazillion sea listers, and that's pretty entertaining. So it's a fun idea. X of Evil, I mean, it's probably going to be pretty harmless, but I'm 
kind of just feels like an anniversary for anniversary's sake. I'm not really sure how it's going to fit into the big picture, uh, especially when compared to DC simultaneously running the year of the villain. It feels like they're trying to do the exact same thing, but with way less of a commitment. Uh, I'm not sold on Acts of Evil, but, but we'll see. And my finally, my big theory for the end of this year is that it's going to be 2020, 20th anniversary of Marvel's Ultimate Universe. I'm feeling an announcement about the relaunch of a new Ultimate Universe. I don't think they're going to bring the Ultimate Universe back. I don't think that makes any sense uh, and wouldn't be any good, but I think they're going to relaunch it entirely for a new generation of readers and give a new entry point that, uh, you know, when you see now today people trying to get into Marvel Comics, the Ultimate Universe is one of the most popular paths to do this. Um, I've got a guide on, on Comic Book Herald, of course, that, that a lot of people have used and, and really enjoyed. But that's my that's my big prediction for where Marvel Fresh Start Year 2 is going to take things going into 2020. So there you have it. It's a one-year recap of the Marvel Fresh Start initiative. Uh, if you have thoughts, questions, comments, you can always find Comic Book Herald on Twitter or social media, really anywhere. Of course, you can comment here wherever you are listening or watching. Um, and you know, I'd love to, love to hear what you thought and otherwise, as always enjoy the comics.